people are willing to pay and there are always going to be demand for photography is you just have to find your clients, right? Find your ideal client. They can be working for me. It's working busy moms that want, they, they trust me. They know they'll come back each year. And again, your mindset is if you're a family photographer, even newborn photographer, you don't have to continuously do the marketing. They will come back year after year after year. The first few years, you have to build up your client base. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels from brand new to burnt out who believe that business growth starts with personal growth. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. I created Jennings Photo back in 2010 and have been happily full-time since, but not without some mistakes along the way. Those lessons, plus what's really helped me thrive financially and personally are what I wanna share with you so you can grow with your photo business too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. Today I'm talking with Jane Goodrich, the founder of Pixello. We're talking about some of my favorite topics like mindset and pricing, but we're digging into your numbers and the importance of really knowing your numbers and why, but also some easy mindset shifts that you can make every day in your business to make being on social media and looking at those follows and likes numbers or just networking with other people and how grow your network that way. And also just different ways to sort of look at this industry that might help you feel like you're not doing as poorly as you might think you are some days. I know we get in our heads and that's never a good place to stay for too long. So we've got some really great stuff that we're talking about here. Also, Jane was kind enough to offer you, listeners of the podcast, a chance to try her amazing software, Pixello. This is the place where you can get all of your numbers figured out for 30% off. She gave PhotoBiz Help a code for 30% off. So if you want to check out Pixello and see what she's all about, do so at Pixello, P-I-C-S-E-L-L-O.com. And you can shop around there or go to photobizhelp.com forward slash Pixello, P-I-C-S-E-L-L-O, if you're ready to get that 30% discount and enter code PHOTOBIZHELP. There's a link to this in the show notes as well, but definitely check that out. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash Pixello, use code PHOTOBIZHELP. Before we get into this conversation, here are some words from other folks that support this show. Attention photographers, ready to nail those mini sessions this year? Well, look no further. 17 Hats presents the Mini Sessions 101 course, and it's absolutely free. Get expert tips from award-winning photographers Philip and Eileen Bloom while discovering how 17 Hats handles client management and automation for a flawless event. Level up your mini sessions, enroll at minisessions101.com. And if you're new to 17 Hats, be sure to use our code PHOTOBIZHELP for 50% off your first year membership. That's PHOTOBIZHELP for 50% off your first year membership with 17 Hats. And once again, 
That URL is minisessions101.com. So are you one of those folks that say, ugh, I'm not blogging in my business because it takes so long and I don't know what to say and it's hard to choose photos and it's just a long process and I know I should do it, but I don't. Well, I've been there before, but one of the things that completely changed this game for me is when PickTime rolled out their blog feature early spring in February 2023. It not only allows you to create super, super beautiful blog posts, but you can do it so, so, so fast working with galleries that you've already uploaded for clients. So there isn't any doubling down on anything. And now they've added AI to this process as well. So you may have your feelings about AI, but if you're one of those people that's like, ugh, I don't know what to say, then let AI write something for you. And then you can add your own little voice and flair to it after it's done. It's a way to get things started. It's a way to help you get past that resistance of trying to get a blog post out or maybe multiple blog posts out. It's just one more feature in PickTime's bajillion amazing features that I think is fabulous. So if you're on the fence about trying PickTime, they are offering you one month free when you upgrade to a paid plan. So you can just try it. And if you find that you don't like any of these awesome features that I always talk about, you can cancel. If you go to pick-time.com, P-I-C-T-I-M-E.com and use the code PHOTOBIZHELP, you get that one month free when you upgrade to a paid plan. So that's pick-time.com, use the code PHOTOBIZHELP and try that one month free and get going on your blog because yes, it's still a relevant thing and it's something that's useful in growing your photo business. So actually, I do kind of want to, we were talking about this a little bit, but I am interested in this idea, not about making this a gender thing, but I am interested in the idea of how what we've learned as people growing up in a society. So we'll say adults at this point that are, you know, on their own and adjusted to the world and have been in the world a while, like how what we've learned and what's been sort of indoctrinated or reflected back to us or however you want to phrase it, how that has affected the way we show up in business. Yeah. And I actually think a lot of it is to do with how as we're creative entrepreneurs. There is that phrase, the starving artist, right? We actually don't need to be starving artists, right? So, and I've been a photographer, I think, Natalie, since the same time you, I started in full-time 2010. So I have seen a lot of change, but also in a good way, a lot of photographers are able to run their own business. The difference between when I started, when people starting now is I think there's a lot more information out there that is either incorrect or people are more senior photographers saying hey you should just value their worth or they should just you know don't talk about pricing because your work is great and but I think fundamentally it goes to the core of actually understanding what it takes to run a profitable business is actually quite overwhelming right so you you see I think when I started, I think I had a website, email, and a phone, right? Now you have social media, you have, you know, texting, you have all of this other things. And you have YouTube now with anybody teaching anything. So newer photographers are so overwhelmed with who to believe. And so I fundamentally believe in the numbers. They don't lie. So the numbers don't lie. You were saying how like your passion is just about like helping photographers to understand this and become profitable. 
Yeah. And actually prior to 2020, prior to the pandemic, I was going to teach a course on pricing. I really, you know, so I'd done all this research. My dad is actually a professor. He had retired and I was like, oh, well, he can help me. And then the pandemic hit and I just realized like, well, no one's going to take your boring course, Jane, about pricing. And so I actually then, I mean, Amongst other things, I basically put together a really simple calculator that it makes it so easy to use. I've got all this data. In fact, the data is still ongoing just because I'm really, I love numbers. Yeah, because <laughs> you know? that's your thing. So I yeah. like, it's my thing. And, you know, don't tell my photography clients that, but I just really love, you know, numbers and making sure that like our numbers are always accurate for what we're giving. So now you have industry numbers about if you've been in business you know four years how okay you've replaced your camera you've replaced your computer and we all know you replace your computer every three four years because I mean if you don't you're still taking you're getting so much more time it takes to edit your images because of your computer lagging so all of these things as a newer photographer you don't realize you're like hey I just have a camera I barely have my website up. I actually am just using my Facebook page. I don't have any costs. And so you actually do have costs that are replacement of your camera. And actually, it's so from the data, it's 10,000 plus photographers that have been in business four plus years globally. So it's not just the US. Whether or not you need to replace your camera every three years, you will want to replace your camera. And so there's a... There's a difference of like, well, I or a lens. I don't need another 24-7D, Jane, but I'm going to get a 24-7D for a backup. Like, I really need a new one. So it's actually really understanding that there are costs that come out. And so for me, for a mindset of like, okay, how much does it cost to run my business? Here's the numbers. And how much do I need to make? And by the way, this is how much I need to charge per session. Once you realize those people in groups, Facebook groups, or your friends, or your husband, or your wife telling you, you need to raise your, your prices, it really, knowing the data, it just takes it away from like, oh, I can't charge that. Then you're like, actually, I can because I'm spending $20,000 a year on my business, and that's why I'm not making any money. Well, it's interesting. And when you look at your fixed expenses, and then you figure out like your minimum sales average, and also, what factors into that is time. And you said about like getting new stuff. So I just got a new camera and a new computer like two weeks ago. And I, of course, have been doing this, as you say, probably about every, you know, every few years, you got to upgrade everything. And oh, my gosh. So I have the, the new Mac with all the bells and whistles. I was like, I'm doing the whole thing because it's amazing. I was looking at all the new processing power and it is and again, I'm not like sponsored by Apple or anything, but it is saving me so much time, so much time. And one of the numbers, and we're not, we don't have to like spend a lot of time on this, but one of the numbers in all of that figuring, not just your expenses, is like, how much time is it taking you? Like, how long is it taking you to do this one shoot? Because when you divide all this out, you're probably making like $5 an hour at the end of the day. And I think that's another thing that most new photographers aren't, if you were to say, how long does the session take you from start to finish, like email to delivery? And they're like, I'm not sure. And that's, that's a big one to know, you know, because it makes a difference. So there have actually been studies. Um, there was a study in 2012 of like, it was actually 
for every one hour of a photo shoot, there's nine hours of back end work. And it was done back end. And that's not just related to people like, oh, you need to get faster at editing. And if you're new, you think I'm going to get quicker at editing. No, you're not. You're going to get pickier at editing. So what it takes (laughs) you to edit now, you're just going to get pickier. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. But like, so we've done a lot of, oh, I'm going to, I know I'm new. I know it's taking me a while to edit right now. I'm like, it's still going to take you a while to edit. So don't change that number. So, but it's also to do with the marketing, the accounting, all of that stuff, communicating with clients, you know, learning SEO, all of that stuff is included. So what I wanted to do was actually figure out how is it just weddings? Has it changed over the years? And it actually has. We haven't released our study yet, but it's actually for every one hour photo shoot, it's like between 12 and 13 hours of back end work, depending on your genre. And that's because of the advent of social media and the increased competition is you actually really need to, you know, I think I ranked pretty quickly in 2010 on on Google. Now you need to learn or, you know, you need to be a bit of a guru to get your website ranking. So that is one of the things that is fundamental of like learning how long it takes for for the whole thing, for running a business. Um, and I will say a key phrase that I think a lot of it resonates quite well with people is actually not. If I could give a takeaway to somebody, I would actually give someone is like, it's not you charging. It's your business and your business has costs and you get paid after those costs have been paid for your time and all of the hours that you've worked. So it's not Jane Goodrich charging. It's actually Jane Goodrich photography charging. And she pays and that business pays Jane Goodrich, hopefully a livable wage after what she's charged for her shoot. So that's sort of like one of the mindset things that I like to help with people sort of wrapping their heads around of like, I can't charge that. You can. Yeah, just that shift. I totally agree with you. I was just actually doing some new pricing and experimenting with some new stuff and going through all my numbers uh, this week. I mean, lots of numbers. And when you can see it reflected back to you that it's not you deciding that like, okay, my cost of sales should be lower and that my, you know, whatever it is, or cost of goods, you know, whatever it is that you're looking at, like when the numbers get adjusted and you get this sort of like, okay, so this is what my expenses are. This is how much time I have. This is how much I need to make to pay myself and to save and to pay taxes and to do all the things like when you're looking at that and it comes out to some like super high number and you're like, oh my gosh, that's just numbers. It's not you like saying like, you know what? I think I'm going to charge a lot because I want to. It's at the end of the day, if you actually sit down and do these numbers, it makes a difference. However, I do recognize that some people are in a tricky position with undervaluing their work and their business because they might be doing this just part-time or they might have a partner that is the major breadwinner. And so I think the mindset can be, it's certainly different. One of the first things I ask people when I start coaching them is, are you, is this your primary job? Are you trying to make this work or do you have other income streams? Because that is going to change a lot. Well, so I've actually, it's interesting. I think I would have probably about six months ago, I probably would say, yeah, a lot of people really just sort of like oh it's just extra income but I think once people go through the numbers because I coach too on pricing right so it's my and 
coach quite a few full-time, they have a full-time job and they're doing this on the side and just saying, okay, well, just put your hat on of like, did you, if you ever wanted to do this full-time, what would you need to charge? And also your time is money. And the thing about it is, is if you have a full-time job or you have a partner that can pay the bills, you aren't, you can charge where you can, you know, not, you can outsource the editing or you can outsource an accountant, you know, I mean, I like numbers, but I don't like accounting. (laughs) I've job number one is like, here you go. I outsourced that day one. And so, yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm like, I just, no one should have to do that. So that's the one thing is I think there is a little bit of a misnomer of like, oh, I'm just doing this for travel money. Well, okay, you're charging $100 for a session and you want to make $10,000 a year. You're going to have to do 100 shoots. And let's just say it's, you know, at that rate. And on top of that, you will have costs. You will have travel costs. You will have time costs. And if you're a stay-at-home mom and you have to hire a babysitter while you're on the shoot, you end up losing money. You might not see it right away. It might be year two, year three, and then you're just burnt out and you're like, why didn't I spend any weekends with my kids? And, you know, and it's sort of like, it's an interesting thing of like, I think once people can sort of see the numbers and realize it's actually not necessarily them charging, it's a business that's charging. It's really, you know, and because it gives you actually the confidence to sort of say, um, and this is actually where some people in the industry disagree with me. They just say, actually, they, you shouldn't talk about how the, you know, the sausage is made or whatever, why, how you have costs. And I actually disagree. I think if someone's coming to you and saying, hey, why did you raise your prices, Jane? Why do you have a travel fee now? I actually read, I'm not perfect. I had to redo my numbers quite a few times. And one of them was to include a travel fee to New York City. I have $50 in parking. It's a three hours extra than it is my studio. I didn't have any travel fees. When I had my daughter, I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> why don't you charge a travel fee? So I charged a travel fee. I had clients that had booked me and they were like, why do you have a travel fee now? You know, it's more, it's $250 more expensive. And I said, well, because I had to redo my pricing for my daughter and I realized that I wasn't charging for it. If I'm not in your budget, I understand. But, that you know, there are all these costs associated with running a business. 100% booked. You know, they're talking to you about money as a photographer. You can talk to them back about your costs. It's not evil. It is factual. You know, okay, well, I have parking. I have tolls. I have gas. I have my time. It's all worth money to me. And I think, actually, your clients respect it because they know that you're valuing your time like a business. So they're more likely to treat you like a business versus someone that's just doing it to make a little bit extra money. So that's where it actually comes in a little bit of like, well, I personally think that you should all talk about it. That's just me. (laughs) No, I agree with you. I think there's nothing wrong with that transparency with your clients. I have always been pretty upfront with my clients. Even this year, like I sent out I think it was in like June, I sent out an email to my whole list. And I said, I am trying to avoid burnout this fall. Here's how you can help. And I just explained to them, like, I did over 100 minis between September 1st and the end of October last year. And I'm not going to do it again. Because that's not the business model. I, I kept trying to accommodate people and accommodate people because they were looking for the minis. And I said, look, I'm going to include all of the files like I used to do in my lowest portrait package, but rather than a limit. So you can pick as many as you want. If you book with me now and between now and the end of the year, 
because I don't know how many minis I'm going to offer. And I'd like to, if you're used to doing minis, I realize this is a big income jump or a big price jump. So, you know, I want to, I wanted to make it a little bit enticing. And I personally don't really mind. I always enjoy kind of going back through making the whole story anyway. So, and I had so many people, it was really cool to have all these clients of mine say like, oh my gosh, we're totally happy to support you. We know we love your work. We don't want you to feel burnt out. We totally get it, blah, blah, blah. And so I had a, I think I had a goal of like 20 people that I wanted to get booked outside of, you know, with that offer. And it was well over that. And so, and now it's all spread out. It was spread out from July to November. And it's just, it was just from being, you know, I'm still doing minis, but it probably half as many as last year. And uh, it feels great, but it was just telling people like, look, like, this burnt me out and I don't want to be doing it this way. And I also don't really like just going to the park every day and shooting the same scene over and over. And I (laughs) do a couple of nice photos, but like, I want to come to your house. I want to like photograph bedtime routines and baking cookies and just hanging out. Like that's what I want to do. And that's what you used to hire me to do. So that's what we're going to start doing again. (laughs) I basically just said like, that's what's happening. And I think it's interesting. I think a lot of I've I've found, I mean, I've been, I think we've been doing it at the same time and I've actually never done minis. Oh, you know, I'm a family photographer and newborn photographer as well. So it's like, but I've never done them. And I never, the reason being is I talk way too much (laughs) on my shoot. (laughs) But I also have a different way. And so I always get people asking me about minis and, and, but I think it's, they're not for the every photographer. And I do think that, you don't have to do them in the fall. People will buy full packages because they're only buying them once a year. And so in order, you know, my clients will do it for wall art, but they'll also do it for the holiday card. And so, but you have to, uh, that's a very proud of you for doing that, like being standing up and, and actually saying, you know, I can't do it again. So I realized, and this is sort of another, you know, sort of barrier or boundary that you can actually create is I was always saying I'm going to do week you know yes yes to the weekends when I first started yes and then I realized that I wasn't spending time with my family so I actually stopped doing the weekends and yes I had trained quite a few people to do weekends but I was shocked how easy it was for them to switch to a Wednesday night golden hour session because they're like actually the weekends are really busy and I don't, my husband doesn't want to miss all these football games. And so I think it was really, really a good thing to do. You know, just telling your clients, I did the same thing. I've talked about this before. If, if folks listening probably know this, but Audrey and I used to talk about this all the time. But I made a decision a couple of summers ago because I had a couple of really bad experiences. And uh, I made a decision to just say like, if we're going to do outdoor photos, we're doing it within two 90 minutes of sunset, two hours, we can maybe do that. I would prefer to do it on a weekday. You know, if you're absolutely unable to do that, we can look at the calendar and it's just people are like, okay. (laughs) Well, I actually put it, so I had made it sort of very, I really didn't want to do it. So I was like, it's a different price. So it was $200 extra on the weekend. So I just didn't do a discount. I just sort of said weekend, weekday. Yes, I had a couple of people ask and I said, that is the only time I get to spend with my family. Yeah, I do that for the holidays as well, like adding a, a, a fee. I work during the week. So, so do I. <laughs> so, you know, like, I, so like I, that's not an excuse. But I think a lot of people, if you're sort of firm with your boundaries, it can really help. But I know we were wanting to, 
we were going to talk a little bit about abundance mindset. And one of the things I've noticed in um, with photographers that would actually, in my mind, would actually really help a photographer is thinking of, you can go, oh, my market is saturated. Oh, everyone's charging $150 for a mini. I can't charge more than that. I would, one, disagree with it. Two, there is a lot of photographers that aren't even on Google, that don't even rank. They don't even need to anymore because they've gotten their repeat clients. So they're also not on Facebook groups. So one of the things is uh, really to sort of open up where you're looking. But also, for, for example, if you're a family photographer, you don't need 3,000 families a year. You need a hundred max, right? If you were charging full price, maybe, you know. So one interesting thing is I had actually gone through a phase of really, you know, we're not all perfectly mindset at some point. I think our area had gotten a few, you know, newer photographers that were undercharging and I'd lost a couple of clients who, quite rightly so, these photographers are great. And so it's not as if I didn't, you know, so I sort of was like, oh, feeling sorry for myself. But then I looked around and I said, you know what? How many schools are in just my local area? There were four elementary schools. And how many kids are in those schools, right? So looking at that, I was like, okay, well, there's about 3,000 families. And that's just the elementary schools. Oh, and that's just this town. So let me look around at all these different places and like the towns next to me. And I was like, okay, if I can just get 1% of that, I'll be okay, you know, and then in then just opening your mindset to like seeing people around, seeing family, seeing kids all around you, even if you're in a small town, if you're in a small town, there is a likelihood that within 45 minutes or an hour of your area, there is another big town or there are a few other towns. You don't have to have being in a metropolitan area to actually make money. And so likely you know, I just think really framing it of like, there are a lot of people and there is a photographer for everyone. There's not ever going to be an oversupply of photographers. There's not going to be people, I can never find a photographer, right? It's not as if people are like, you know, now you can't find an Uber driver, but right. But you can't can find a photographer. So that just, what that means is people are willing to pay and there are always going to be demand for photography is you just have to find your clients, right? And find your ideal client. They can be working for me. It's working busy moms that want, you know, they, they trust me. They know they'll come back each year. And again, your mindset is if you're a family photographer, even newborn photographer, you don't have to continuously do the marketing. They will come back year after year after year. The first few years, you have to build up your client base. But I lose a client, a you know, some weird ones like you know can get divorced, and so then it's kind of awkward. And they don't really want the family pictures anymore, but some still come back to me, or they move away, and that's pretty much it. Well, it's super huge to reframe things. There is enough pie for everybody. There's more than enough for everybody. So that abundance mindset is is huge because yes, there's a ton of photographers, but there is one of you, and. I used to use this example of like Oprah's stage or any big stage, but at the time it seemed like like 10 years ago, Oprah was the first thing that popped into my head when I first started using this example. But if tomorrow morning you were given a spot on her stage for 10 minutes in front of however many bajillion people that is, 
where you could share how awesome your photography is and you could give people a place to sign up to your email list, which if you don't have that in place, that's going to be a big problem when you get on this stage. But, and, you know, let's say 10,000 people sign up to your list because there's a couple bajillion watching. What are you going to do with all those people? Like, why is your focus when you get on Instagram, like, oh, my numbers are so low. Instead, I strongly recommend being grateful for that one or two or three people that like your photo, right? Like really nurture those people because those people will not only keep coming back, but those people will refer you to their friends and so on and so on. You don't need a lot of people in this industry to do well. And so focus on the quality, not the quantity. And that will, I mean, I think that just ease, I see it in my coaching. It just like, you see the like, the shoulders drop and just the like, oh, like I only need to find a hundred people to really like my stuff, really, you know? And that just feels good. It's like, you could do this. You can do this. Yeah. And I, I think sort of hit the nail on the head in terms of how we're sort of fighting, you know, when you and I started, we didn't have to fight with my Instagram likes and how am I going to get clients, you know? So it is a lot harder to sort of break free of that mindset but also to sort of take a step back I mean I was I mean I was doing sort of old school marketing um and I hate the term networking <laughs> so I call it <laughs> I do I, what I call it is like making business friends yeah that's more fun yeah it's so much more fun but <laughs> making business so, friends making business friends because I cannot even if I have to go to a chamber meeting or anything it's just sort of I'm not an in-person person I mean I am I'm very outgoing, but just thinking I have to go network and promote my business is sort of really hard. When it's on purpose, it's hard. It feels a little disingenuous. Yeah. Yeah. For me too. But I actually, I also reframed it of going in there. I'm going to help somebody with their business and then that makes it so much easier. And so that, but that's a whole different topic. But the, um, yeah, but the reframing, all these reframes, reframing all of it like is huge. We have to reframe things. And and one of the things is is we have to stop thinking it's instant money, instant clients, instant this. It's the business and business takes time. Rome wasn't built in a day. And so to, you know, make one post in a group and saying, No one likes me, no one's buying my stuff, I suck, I'm gonna drop my prices. It's not. It's a whole it's a machine, right? It's like it's a business. So Think of like Starbucks isn't going to come and open up. I mean, well, Starbucks could, but they've also built their brand over the years. And I think sort of knowing sort of the marketing, it's like, okay, I'm building my awareness, building my awareness. What can you do to build your awareness? And I would say outside of social media as well. But it's not that it's bad, but I love the fact that you sort of uh, nurture those one person that likes it. I found that if you're in the early, early stages, you just have to really figure out who is going to be that advocate for you. And you have no idea who it's going to be. You so don't. You have no idea. You know, it'll probably be the, I have one friend. And again, she's my friend now. I had done a shoot for her. She was a realtor. Um, very quiet. And I would not have expected her to refer me so many places. She lived on you know, on Facebook groups, referred me like crazy. And I just was like, oh my goodness. And then another one for me, I'm actually a twin. So I love photographing oh, twins. Wow. So I get- That's cool. Know, yeah, it is. It's a, 
I mean, I don't know any different, but you know, so but it ended up being a weird thing that I sort of became known as a twin photographer, or the you know, the, and so but I purposely did reach out to twins clubs. I really am a twin, I love photographing twins. But one woman, she runs a group called Twiniversity, she ended up becoming like my biggest advocate and referrer, and like, and I would say her and I at first she was like well you're not a twin mom and and so why should I refer you kind of thing and I was like well because twin moms will want to know what it's like being a twin to help raise their twins and she was like touche and so anyway but her and I I mean are very good friends with her now and so it actually broadens your friendships as well as like and I can support her she can support me vice versa and same thing that goes with you know my realtor friend I love her you know recommend her to anybody but you just don't know where they're going to come from unless you try. And it's likely not going to be from an influencer or, you know, a somewhat typical influencer. It's going to be from you actually making a connection with people. And that's, you don't, you know, you just have to try. I tried way too many things that failed. <laughs> I paid too much money in print. I did all these frames for this sweet shop. And, but you just got to try at first, you know. You have to try and you have to just if people are looking for the how do I nurture that one person, you just have to build a human connection, do a good job, and then repeat. Because that will stand out, you know? Yeah. And I think as a photographer, you know, we can easily provide, you know, I like to think of like, well, how am I going to help that person first? Right? It's, I, if I'm going to eventually, you know, I'm not going to go into it thinking they're going to be my advocate, Right. But how can I help you? Like this woman that, you know, run the twins club, she called me. She was like, oh, my goodness, I'm getting interviewed on CNBC tomorrow and I need a class, a photo of my classes I'm teaching. And I was like, all right, I'll go ahead and I'll help you. And I like dropped everything and went photographed her and then got it to CBS the next day. She appreciated that. And so it's understanding that unlikely they're going to be small business owners because it's also the ones that. Uh, in your target audience it's not going to be some you know person that doesn't is in Facebook groups or doesn't talk to a bunch of other of your target audience it's going to be someone that has a a business like a realtor that's in your area or it's going to be you know someone that has a music studio for kids you know like you have to sort of think of that being we all have a limited time. So if you're going to think of like, who's going to be a good business friend, it's probably going to be someone that has the same target audience as you. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. It's a great place to start for people too, because it is harder now to break in. But again, don't worry about that right away. Just think about getting, making one connection and then another connection and really try and avoid that. Like how many likes does this have? How many followers do I have? I have, let's see. I've been running Jennings Photo since Instagram came out. I am not as active as I used to be on it because I don't have to be because I'm so busy. And that's a great problem to have. But I think I have like 34 to 3,200 followers. I mean, it's not a lot. Photo Business Help has more followers than my yeah, I never, like, I mean, 10-year-old I... account. And it I don't care. Like it doesn't, I don't need, it has no reflection on, you know, hitting six figures it does there's no correlation there so when you're thinking about like where you want to be with your business in terms of numbers and and making business friends or making connections you know really that is 
that should be the last, the higher the number is not the equation that you're going for as a photographer. Agreed. And I think with what you said about, you know, the email list, you know, it's sometimes it's actually going back to the, not the boring parts, but like the rudimentary parts of like building an email list. And so thinking of, you know, and I will say certain markets and certain, you know, newborn photography in Westchester, New York, where I'm from, like, I very rarely got clients from it. And I spoke to many photographers who weren't getting clients. Wedding photographers are getting clients on Instagram. You know, hair and makeup people are getting clients on Instagram. So you might be spending all this time and effort where no one's really going to, it's just not in the market, right? People aren't going and Googling on Instagram. Maybe they're going to get it from Google, you know, instead. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love, we probably should wrap this up a little bit, but I just want to kind of review some of these mindset things that we were talking about. And the first being, if you're thinking about your prices and being scared to raise your prices, learn your numbers and switch your mindset into these are the numbers that my business needs to charge in order to be profitable. I think that's one. The next one, what did we talk about? Just quality over quantity when it comes to your your people and your outreach and all of that kind of stuff. Like that's a big one. There is enough pie for everybody. So just abundance, not like, oh my God, there's so many photographers and I don't have any clients. Like just keep going, you know, and there's enough for you too. Is there something I missed? Did we have another mindset flip in there somewhere in our conversation? I think we're, I'm not sure if it's a mindset, but just understand, I think understand, you said understanding your numbers, but knowing like the time that it takes as well is part of the numbers as well. Um, Just time is money. Yeah, time is money. On that note, what do you think is something you'd like to leave folks with? Like, it can just be a quote that you love or something that really resonates for you when you sit down to to work. Okay, so one of the things is, there's always going to be price hagglers. That's actually, you're always going to be too expensive for somebody. It's a numbers game. And actually, some cultures actually are trained taught to always ask for a deal don't take it personally it's just how some people are raised and also it's you just have to get focus on getting your inquiries up and so you're going to be too expensive if you're five dollars for somebody you're going to be too expensive if you're 7500 for a newborn shoot but just know that you're not expensive enough for yourself to make money so Yeah, know those numbers. Like, what's your minimum sales average? What do you need to hit per client to really break even and be profitable? Like, if there's any question about that right now for you, this should be where you spend some more time. And I think that's great advice. Well, where can folks find you and all of these awesome pricing resources that you offer? So in, um, so I'm the founder of Pixello, which is an all-in-one CRM gallery and more for photographers that just want something simple to use and that's on their phone. We have a calculator in there. Yes, I would love for you to use the software, but you can also use it with the free trial, no credit card, just go in there, run your numbers. And we do, for our annual subscribers, we have a mastermind that we actually go through pricing and really help photographers figure out pricing and mindset and all the fun stuff. But again, it's that's my number one goal for people is to actually just run their numbers. So it's pixello.com. So P-I-C-S-E-L-L-O.com and just head to the calculator and figure out your numbers. That's my goal. That's perfect. Run your numbers, everyone. And have a beautiful, beautiful day. Yes. (laughs) 
So are you one of those folks that say, ugh, I'm not blogging in my business because it takes so long and I don't know what to say and it's hard to choose photos and it's just a long process and I know I should do it, but I don't. Well, I've been there before, but one of the things that completely changed this game for me is when PickTime rolled out their blog feature early spring in February 2023. It not only allows you to create super, super beautiful blog posts, but you can do it so, so, so fast working with galleries that you've already uploaded for clients. So there isn't any doubling down on anything. And now they've added AI to this process as well. So you may have your feelings about AI, but if you're one of those people that's like, ugh, I don't know what to say, then let AI write something for you. And then you can add your own little voice and flair to it after it's done. It's a way to get things started. It's a way to help you get past that resistance of trying to get a blog post out or maybe multiple blog posts out. It's just one more feature in PickTime's bajillion amazing features that I think is fabulous. So if you're on the fence about trying PickTime, they are offering you one month free when you upgrade to a paid plan. So you can just try it. And if you find that you don't like any of these awesome features that I always talk about, you can cancel. If you go to pick-time.com, P-I-C-T-I-M-E.com and use the code PHOTOBIZHELP, you get that one month free when you upgrade to a paid plan. So that's pick-time.com, use the code PHOTOBIZHELP and try that one month free and get going on your blog because yes, it's still a relevant thing and it's something that's useful in growing your photo business. Attention photographers, ready to nail those mini sessions this year? Well, look no further. 17 Hats presents the Mini Sessions 101 course and it's absolutely free. Get expert tips from award-winning photographers, Philip and Eileen Bloom, while discovering how 17 Hats handles client management and automation for a flawless event. Level up your mini sessions, enroll at minisessions101.com. And if you're new to 17 Hats, be sure to use our code PHOTOBIZHELP for 50% off your first year membership. That's PHOTOBIZHELP for 50% off your first year membership with 17 Hats. And once again, that URL is minisessions101.com.